experience. I got to see the farm that my grandpa worked on Whoa. growing up. You That's know, happening. I got to go to my uh, grandmother's mother's grave. And we honestly couldn't see it because there was grass everywhere. It's not really, the land wasn't really taken care of. But mm-hmm. to be with your grandparents in their home country is like, it's amazing. Because I, I was like, wow, this is where I'm from. Yeah. You know, I had always been connected, like I said, through food and, and through you know, just my family and right. like the traditions, I guess. But to see where, to see the country where you're from, it just, it just clarifies things more. New York, I know you have Yeah. Every morning that I wake up, I think of Hi, humans. Uh, welcome back to La Mescla. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, my name is Adrian Burke. I make the show. <laughs> um, uh, that's just in case anybody new is listening to the show this week. Uh, I'm so excited to get into this episode. Our guest today is Lucia Saw. Uh, Lucia is a half Colombian, half Guyanese actress and movement artist based in New York. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting her uh, when we worked on a play together years ago, um, but we never ever talked about our heritage or our cultural mix. Uh, so this was a, uh, a conversation long in the making. Uh, Lucia and I covered a wide range of topics, including her childhood, where she sort of moved all around the country, uh, to her time as a sorority girl in Florida, uh, and finally to her transition uh, into being an artist in New York, and how her uh, identity has factored into each of these stages of her life. Um, it's a really great conversation, and Lucia is awesome, uh, and I can't wait for you guys to listen. Hope you enjoy. And I ain't holding my head in my hands like I'm a loser. Nike might be in my psyche the way I do it. Doors I bust through it. Some people cut fuses, but it's useless because you know we shine on them. I was searching for a perfect place and time to get peace of mind. It wasn't hard to find. I got like I in a skin and yet it's mine. So where, uh, where are you from originally? Okay. Originally. I don't even know how to answer that question because like... Okay, uh, I was born in Colombia. Okay, where? Barranquilla, which oh, is on the coast. I've heard of it. Yeah. My mom is Colombian. She's from Bogota. But my dad is Guyanese, um, which is in South America. A lot of people are like, is that in Africa? I'm like, no, that's Ghana. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he actually speaks better Spanish than I do, even though it's an English-speaking country. Um, they met in Ukraine, uh, but Whoa. yeah, okay. Right? Can't wait to hear how that. Yeah, happened. and um, I moved to the states when I was one. Lived in Yonkers for elementary wait, school. Seriously? Yeah. Have we talked about this? Have we? That's where I'm from. I knew you were from Westchester. I didn't realize you're yeah, from Yonkers. Central Avenue. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, dude. I <laughs> I feel like we must have talked we, about this. Okay, I grew maybe up, I'm just not remembering. Maybe I don't know. I lived behind I lived on Eisenhower Drive do you know that yeah I do shut up behind Nathan's that's so funny that is so I, funny well, the first time I ever bought weed was at that Nathan's <laughs> I was too young for weed at that age but that's really funny oh really at one you were too young for <laughs> I was too one, young at one I just remember going with I'm not gonna name names but I remember <laughs> going uh, with my friend who could drive because I couldn't drive at the time and we had to like park in the Nathan's parking lot yeah. and wait for another sketchy car to uh, drive up next to us so that is so funny weed. I went to Pearls Elementary School. Okay. Did yeah, I didn't go to the Yonkers School District. Ah. I went to a different uh, Edgemont High School. Oh, okay. Which is, like, nearby. Yeah, but I, I moved out of Yonkers when I was 
2010 mm-hmm. I did middle school in Rowlett, Texas the middle of nowhere Whoa. outside of Dallas yeah and then I did what high was, school uh, why, what was the reason for that move? so my parents uh, they just uh, jobs jobs they had uh, a friend from St. Barnabas Hospital they're physicians oh got it and so they had both f- of them? Uh, yeah both of them and so they had a friend living here's my I'm just gonna pause you for a second because of the here's my uh, you know every episode acknowledgement that I don't have money for studio time, so sometimes Washington Heights is going to happen. Please continue. <laughs> I figured that's why you were positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they're both physicians. They're both physicians. Yeah, we moved to Texas just for jobs. Uh-huh. Um, so it was wild because, yeah, I went from living in Yonkers, New York at a school that was, like, super diverse, and mm-hmm. we'd learn about, like, Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and Ramadan, and then I went to, like, cheerleader freaking nation. Where wow. There was, like, blondies, and every girl was named Shelby. And I was just this little brown girl, like, uh, hi, you know, like, <laughs> looking for another brown girl. Were um, there any others? There were. I'd be lying if I said there weren't. I remember one time, it was when I first moved there, and... I saw this Indian-looking girl, and I'm half West Indian, so mm. I was like, oh, my God, there's another one of us, you <laughs> yeah. know, someone yeah, yeah. similar. And I went up to her, and I, my middle name is Anjana, which is uh, a Hindi name, um, and just being like, that was my way to, like, try to relate to her, and I was like, yeah, this is my middle name, and she was like, what? So I was like, I was just an outsider yeah. everywhere I went, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah. So what's the home life like at this point? Is it like, uh, in terms of the mix, like, is your, is it more Colombian or is it more the other side or is it just like, I don't know what it is, but we're here. It's, uh, it's everything. I mean, wow. I come from a super diverse family. Yeah. I have like Polish cousins who look more like you than they look like me, right. you know? Um, Are you speaking Spanish at home? Are you I'm speaking sp- English? Both. So my parents both speak fluent Spanish. I grew up speaking Spanish. My brother, older brother, speaks Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, although I definitely will still respond in English when my mom speaks to me in Spanish. And I that's do the a, same thing. Yeah, man. I do the same it's thing. It's so bad. Yeah. It's definitely a habit I'm trying to break. Uh, so I would consider myself fluent for sure, but I definitely have, like, the words that I forget a lot. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my Spanish my bro- is trash. I still, <laughs> like, try to practice it and speak it as much as I can, but, like, if I'm being honest with myself, it's yeah. not that great. I, I do have a friend from Puerto Rico uh, who moved to the States a few years ago, so we always speak to each other in Spanish. Yeah. And it's amazing because it's, like, the first friend I've ever had where we try to exclusively speak Spanish. Oh. It feels pretty awesome. Really? Even growing up in Texas, you didn't have people speaking Spanish around? Um... In terms of friends? Yeah, like not, the peers. No, not really. My, I had like two really cl- like close best friends. One was white and the other one was half mm-hmm. black and half Japanese. Mm-hmm. So not really. You know, even 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 the people that were maybe my friends, every, we also just spoke English to each other. Yeah. You know? Interesting. Yeah. Cool. So as you're <laughs> so as you're getting older, let's maybe let's move towards like high school years. High school uh, is anything Ugh. changing? I'm assuming high school like demographically was sort of the same as everything else, right? You or know, did I, it change? I lived so for high school. I lived in Lakeland, Florida. I moved around a lot as a kid. I was wow. always the new girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, um, hmm, demographically different. Yeah, uh, there was like white kids and. Hispanic, Latino kids, Mm -hmm. and Asians, and everything. Um, And my school, my high school, it was interesting because it was diverse, and people did mix, but at the lunch, you know, at lunch, you know, you saw black people with black people, and white people with white people, so it was kind of like that. And I I tend to hang out with, like, back then, 
you know, a lot of Hispanic kids. We actually started the Multicultural Club. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I love that. So funny, but you know, I had the biggest fuck up because we put on this like multicultural talent show okay. and I was introducing something. I will never let myself forget this. This is what year of high school? I was a senior. Okay. And I said the country of Africa. The oh, biggest Lucina. ignorant fuck oh, of And then, but I immediately caught myself and I was like, just kidding! The continent of Africa! I was testing how it. Did I just, the, like, how did the was, audience take it? I mean, it was so quick, but I, like, my whole body just turned <laughs> hot. And I was like... I know that this, feeling. That feeling when you know so you fucked ignorant. up. I was like, what, what am I doing? Uh, you know? But Well, yeah. hey, there are some people that wouldn't even realize it was a mistake. I know. And I went to high school with some of those people. Me sure. too. High school, college. Yeah, I experienced a pretty racist shit. Honestly, more in college. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go to college? Oh, Florida State University. <laughs> there, there, there was a lot happening there. <laughs> it was like four years of trauma, I'm not going to lie. Yikes. Yeah, man. Uh, I went to Florida State. I I did the whole sorority thing. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, which, okay. That's That whole world is fascinating to me because I never yeah. got into it when I was in college. Good for uh, you. <laughs> so, so, well, t- 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 talk to me about, like, I'm actually super interested. I'm assuming in Florida, sororities are predominantly oh white. Like, I, what, yes. what is it like Ooh. being a mixed person in that world? What a white, yeah, man. So that was pretty wild. I think everywhere I moved, I was always trying to find a group. Yeah. A group I fit into because I felt like such an outsider, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so... FSU is a pretty racist campus. I can't lie about that. Um, the sororities are very white. There's definitely... There's a lot of Hispanic people in Florida. Like, a lot of half-Cubans or full-Cubans and, and things. Um, so there definitely were mixed in with the sororities. But there was one black girl in my sorority. Um, and I think she was half-black, half-white. And she... You know, she was just there my year. I was the darkest skinned girl, my little and I. We were both Colombian, and we were, uh. like, yeah. And um, it's such a strange experience because I definitely felt like an outsider, but also became, became really good friends with certain people, and sure. I, you know, stuck. But it was just, I don't know. It's, it's just such a wild... I, it's, like, it's hard for me to find the words because it's, like, I can't even believe that I lived in that world for so long, and, uh-huh. and people were just blatantly racist you know there's a lot of good people not everyone is bad obviously but people would say the n-word like it was nothing in the sorority in the sorority in the fraternity there was a lot of fucking racism same thing i went to school in boston which is a deceptively racist city and it was the same thing it's wild and and not until i've grown older that i've like found my voice you know but i've experienced so many things hearing like racism or or seeing things in front of me and not Mm. saying anything you know and like I, yeah, just, I think it wasn't until I started acting where I started, like, freeing up who I was and, like, Mm -hmm. being proud of who I am and who my parents are and where I come from that I found my voice, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So. Oh, I relate to that so hard. So, so talk to me a little bit more about your parents, about, like, where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, they're both uh, straight off the boat? Are you first gen? (laughs) I, well, yeah. I mean, I was born in Colombia, but I grew oh, up right. here. Oh, right. I forgot you said I, you I did grow up here. I mean, yeah. I moved here. I'm straight up gringa. Like, you know. Yeah, but I, you're actually, you have the. Hell yeah. You I'm have the immigrant. thing that I was always jealous of, which was like, why wasn't I born there? That's <laughs> oh, really? a thought. Even my sister and I, when we talked on the show, uh, talked about that a bunch. 
uh, I always constantly am thinking about how different would I be if I was born there. Because it was a real possibility. Interesting. You know, I almost feel like, yeah, I was born there, but I wasn't really raised there. Yeah. I was raised here, so it's like, it's cool to feel like, yeah, I was born in Colombia. Everyone's like, so that's so awesome. But I think speaking the language kind of brings me more to the culture than actually knowing I was born there. But my parents. Do you go ever? I do. I do. I've been to Guyana once. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been to Colombia several times. I've been around the country. My parents are huge travelers. Mm-hmm. Like, they're amazing. So I've, I've been really blessed with, like, being able to travel and visit the country. And That's great. visit the rainforest and the coast and, you know, see where my mom grew up. I've seen the hospital I was born. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. But my parents, yeah, they both grew up in their home countries, Guyana and Colombia. When they were both, like, 18 or so, they got scholarships to study medicine in the Soviet Union. Because that, yeah, man. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. At that time, uh, I guess they were handing out a lot of scholarships to immigrants. Yeah. Um, so they moved. That's where they met. And they had my brother um, when they were in college. It's just, their story is freaking wild. This They're is in amazing. Ukraine? In, yeah. In Zaporozhye. Zaporozhye. I probably butchered that pronunciation. There's, I don't know, so <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> yeah, um, in Soviet Union. Uh, yeah, so they had the, him there. They studied medicine there. And it was wild because they had to learn Russian before they could even Shit. study medicine. Can you imagine studying medicine in another language? I don't know how the hell they did it. Yeah. But yeah, they were there. My mom was like... And hey, now we're here going on auditions. <laughs> I know, right? How spoiled do you feel? I'm like... <laughs> Every day. Every day. <laughs> My parents like fought to to live and I'm here living to dream yeah. you know it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing god I feel so spoiled I really do I know the feeling yeah but yeah they so they, they moved around a lot they lived in the Soviet Union when they graduated they moved to Guyana mm-hmm. uh, raised my brother there until they were he was about four or so and my mom got pregnant with me moved to Colombia and that's when I was born and so we lived there for about a year, and then my grandparents came to the States first and then brought them over. Got it. Mm-hmm. And why were your grandparents in the States? They just wanted to... <sighs> they, yeah, I think they just wanted to come here for better better opportunities, better life, mm-hmm. uh, better socioeconomic. And that was, they were in New York? No, they, oh my God, I, I feel like I should know every detail. My mother's oh, parents. Please. I don't know. Every I detail know, right? My mother's parents first lived in Atlanta, or in Georgia, somewhere in Georgia, uh-huh. and then my dad's family moved moved to New Jersey, um, and so we moved to Pennsylvania. Oh my God! You really <laughs> have know, moved man. all over. I have. I lived in Pennsylvania, so we don't remember anything from there. Did that sort of, did moving around a lot, like, contribute to that feeling? Because you already have the, like, classic Nidaki, Nidaya feeling. Oh, see, uh, 100%. <laughs> I don't know. When people ask me where I'm from, I'm like, uh, what do you mean? Yeah, like, do I, don't you, know. When, I don't know where I'm when from. When people ask you, do you tell them you were born in Columbia, or do you just skip it? No, I tell them, because I'm like, I think it's a cool, fun fact. Yeah, But yeah. honestly, no, when people ask me where I'm from, I have no, I'm like, I'm half Colombian and half Guyanese, and sometimes people are like, uh, that's not really what yeah. I was asking you, like, where are you from here in the States? And I'm like... And even then, it's like, oh, 17 places. Yeah, wow. I, I never have an answer. So, yeah, so I'm just like, what am I? Who is Lucia, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So when you're, so when do you start acting? I started acting... Well, I was in my first play at the age of four, okay. where I played a mother rabbit. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. <laughs> no, but um, but honestly, I silenced 
that dream when I was a kid. I moving around so much. I, d- I did stuff in Yonkers, like not really plays, but we'd have those like school dances and or like performances mm-hmm. where we'd sing and dance. Yeah. But then when I moved to Texas, those programs really weren't around me very much, and it was kind of like something I, I didn't think was a possibility. You know, I kind of thought like, okay, I have to be a doctor or a lawyer or do that corporate thing. Right. So yeah, I silenced it until I, I mean, moved to the city. Having an immigrant parent on its own is pressure. Having both immigrant parents be doctors, doctors. and is my like, brother, and, my and your brother—that's brother. Yeah. crazy, man. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Was that a thing? How were your parents about that? Did they want you to be a doctor, or was it like? Uh, I mean, if I was a doctor, it'd be their dream come true. Sure. However, sure. They are so supportive, and they're, That's like, great. really excited. So they, I think they live vicariously through me, I you know? I love that. Good for them. But when I remember when I was four. How, how much older is your brother? He's seven years older. Okay. Yeah. My sister's four years older, uh-huh. uh, and I... Maybe she'll listen to this, but I always make the joke of like she's the one with her shit together, and I get oh my to god, like, same, yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. I was why, the crazy one. That's why I bring it up. That's I was the up. rebel child. Yeah. Like I gave my parents hell in high school. Oh really? Tell I, me about that. I was just I had a I had a boyfriend that they didn't like, and thank God they didn't like him because he was you know the worst, the worst. <laughs> but I was just I don't know. I just went through my like teenage brat years, sure. you know, of being like. I always feel so much guilt and sadness about this, but I was like. Oh, I don't even want to say it. But I, I was just, like, embarrassed of them, you know? Um, I, I just, uh, not embarrassed. I think just general, like, dad, you know? Yeah. But I, my parents had accents, and I remember being a kid and just being, like, it makes me sad. Yeah. To, like, have this, you know, have had those feelings yeah. where I... I mean, I was never... My mom doesn't have a very strong accent, even though... My sister and I do like to pretend she does just to fuck with her. That's so uh, funny. But uh, I, I remember uh, I have a lot of the same kind of guilt about being kind of ashamed of that half of my yeah. heritage and kind of not acknowledging it and pretty much just trying to be another white kid. I mean, I have yeah, the whole like, white mean. passing white privilege thing that totally. isn't really present with you. But no. <laughs> I, can re- I, can relate, I can relate to that, like, oh, I really wish I didn't feel that kind of Yeah, it's, shame. it's so sad. And now I'm just so proud of it, you know? But it's, it's such a process, you know, being, being proud of, like, your natural hair. I, I, my hair was strained for the first time when I was 11. Hmm. And it was the first time that I was like, wow, I'm pretty. Like, I feel pretty. My hair is straight. Mm-hmm. You know, because I had curly, huge hair, and I didn't know what the fuck to do with it. Neither yeah. did my mom. And So you just try to do what everybody else is yeah, doing. Yeah, I remember my friend straightened my hair for the first time when I was 11. And it's it's only now that I'm starting to embrace having curly hair, mm-hmm. you know? And, and even my skin color. I, uh, I grew up with aunts who would tell my little cousins not to stay in the sun for too long Oof. because our skin would get too dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that shit fucks with you. Yeah, and I remember I was hearing this stuff when I was ten, eleven. I remember feeling so angry with my aunts. Thank God my parents never made me feel that way, or ne- they didn't have that colorism thing, you yeah. know. Oh, but it's my, pervasive in South it's, America. Oh my God, India, South America—they have like whitening creams. Yeah, it's awful. You every know? billboard in Lima, every time I go, I go like once a year. Are is white people? It's white. <laughs> it's yeah, like, nobody looks like that in the it's, country. Right, it's awful. It's it's so sad. And and I would try to like, even as a 10, 11 year old, my cousins were like five and four, like yeah. the babies hearing this stuff, hearing to like hate their skin color. Yeah. It was awful. And I just remember being like, that's not true. You know, like you're beautiful no matter how dark you are. We're beautiful. Blah blah blah. But I grew up with that shit. I grew up feeling like, oh my god, my skin is brown. Mm. You know and. 
I remember. And it's only now that I'm, like, appreciating it and being like, you know, I don't care what color I am, yeah. you know. Um, but I remember one time, and I've never told anybody, anybody this story, but I was at Walmart and... This is in Texas? In, in uh, this was in Tallahassee. Okay. Oh, my God. Oof, okay. Yeah, or, yeah, I don't know if I, yeah, it, it had, yeah, it, it was definitely in Tallahassee. I was at Walmart. A Walmart in Florida. A Walmart. Here we go. Yeah, I was at Walmart, and uh, they had SPF 100. Which, first of all, I don't even think that's fucking real. Like, I think it's just poison it's, at it's that point. It's poison, right? <laughs> but I remember seeing it and living, you know, and being, and I bought it because I was like, I didn't want to get darker. Wow. How old were you? I, I, I was like 18, 19, shit. maybe 20. Ugh. This is all recent shit, you know? I mean, I'm yeah. 28 now, but um, I've come a long way these eight years. Yeah. But I remember like buying it. Because I didn't, I was afraid, you know, even, even though I defended like, or even though I was like, you know, like if I would hear one of my friends tell, like make fun of their little sister's dark skin or something, or yeah. like, you know, I was like, you're beautiful, you know, you know, you're beautiful and dark and who cares, you know, but I still had that shit, you know? Right. And I remember one of my roommates found it or something and was like laughing at me and, and I was mortified. I was yeah. mortified because I was embarrassed that I, I was embarrassed of being embarrassed. Yeah. Of feeling, you know. Yeah, the, well, the shame can become a cycle. Totally. Which is totally. Awful. It's the worst. And it's it's such it's so freeing to talk about it because these things are so real and like this colorism thing and is is per- yeah, like you said it's pervasive everywhere. Yeah. So but. uh so this is still <laughs> some deep shit. Oh, Adrian. it really it really is. <laughs> it really is. Uh, I'm tr- I'm forgetting where in the chronology we are. We're mm. kind of jumping around. But we so are. when so when you're starting, are you doing any acting in college? No, 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 no. I uh, you're like just straight up in the sorority. Uh, yeah, I studied life. psychology. I've always been really obsessed with psychology. Okay. But yeah, I was just honestly, college was. Oh God. College was just four years of drinking and partying uh-huh. and You didn't join the multicultural club? <laughs> you know what, though? My first year of college, I found this, like, Colombian club. Hey. And, <laughs> no, don't yay yet. <laughs> I went to the first meeting. Oh, sorry. I went to the first meeting, and then I just... I don't know. I kind of never went back. It, it was cool, and I... Uh, but I just... I don't know. I, I didn't... I just kind of never... I didn't feel like I fully related to them. Mm-hmm. Um... Do you I'm think that's because you have the half uh, Guyana Guyanese. side? Guyanese side? Um, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I, you know how you said, like, ni de aquí, ni de allá? Yeah. To, you know, I think, I think that's a big thing. I have cousins that are Colombian that are, like, so much more in touch with their Colombian side in terms of, like, music, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, my cousin just got married in Colombia, and f- when we were pre-gaming, or I was in her wedding party, and we yeah. were, when we were, like, getting ready, she wanted to listen to, like, Vallenato and yeah. all the Spanish music, and me, I'm like, let's put on some hip-hop, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then no, I've, I had, do love the music. I've had similar experiences with cousins who, like, live in, in Peru, but then they kind of appreciate you bringing a little bit of America in <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. That's so funny. Yeah, but where are we? Um, uh, we were just talking about Colombian club at college. Oh, oh yeah. So I guess I just, yeah, I, I didn't really join it. Kind of just did my own thing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So when, so when do you mm-hmm. come to New York? I came to New York a year. Okay, so I graduated college in 2012. Mm-hmm. Lived in Tampa for a year, and then came in 2000. 
14. So I've been in the city for four years, got four it. and a half years. And was the intention to come be an actor? Or it was just like, I got to get the fuck out of I was like, I got to get the fuck out of Florida. I'd always wanted to move back to New York mm-hmm. ever since I was a kid. Um, so, so I moved back here, uh, started doing fashion marketing. Mm. Like I got like a one year master. You sound thrilled. You sound <laughs> thrilled about it. Honestly, I did it because I needed an excuse to move to New York. Yeah. And um, I just did it because it sounded cool, you know. Sure. But um, it was cool. Yeah, but it wasn't really what I wanted to. I don't give a shit about designers. Yeah. And brands and stuff. I love fashion, um, but I don't care for name brands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did like the marketing startup life thing. Sure. And then I started taking acting classes, like a one-off acting class, and I fell in love with it. And it was what what I wanted to do. Like, it was what was in my soul, you know? Like, it was that little girl dream. And I told my parents, I was so afraid to tell my parents that I had started taking acting classes. Yeah, what was that like? They were so supportive. And it was, like, amazing, because I didn't think that they, I didn't know how they would react. Mm -hmm. And so I started taking the acting classes, and then I met a teacher who's like, listen, like, you know, you've got great instincts, you've got great listening, but you don't know what you're doing. So that's when I enrolled full-time in a conservatory with Terry, Terry Knickerbocker. And then um, and then I was doing it, and I was still working at, in a startup, in the startup world. Mm-hmm. But I was like, uh, why am I wasting my time here? So I quit my job. Yes. Got a restaurant job. Yes. Did the super cliche thing Love to it. do. Love and it. Yeah. I, just, I had my same moment of, I have to straight yeah. out on it, because I didn't go to school for acting. I, mm-hmm. I went for oh, really? film production. Ah, that's, so, um, that's awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. I wish I knew. Just like when, when I yeah. said yay to Columbia Club and you were like, don't say yay <laughs> don't yet. Say I'm yet. like, don't say that's awesome That's yet. so funny. But I, uh, I worked full-time, worked an office job for like two years yeah. after I graduated uh, and like took some classes on the side wow, and then I eventually that. had that moment of truth of like, I can either be unhappy all the yeah, time or exactly. I can like, give this shit a shot. Totally. But I had the same like... And my mom's always been super supportive of the whole acting awesome. thing. But uh, I had the same, uh, I think it comes from having an immigrant parent. I had the same, like, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What if I fuck everything up? <laughs> totally. I think that's actually pretty real in, like, immigrant families. That whole, like, corporate life yeah. or, like, doctor, lawyer, pharmacist thing, yeah. nurse. Yeah. You know? But we're pretty lucky that mm. we had supportive that's a supportive figure for damn sure. So when you're at, so you're entering like the New York City acting scene, which is great. Like there's lots of romanticized views of it, but <laughs> I'd imagine the New York City acting scene is in a lot of ways like a sorority at a college. That is funny. Hmm. God, they're so different to me because I feel like when I started entering the acting scene, uh-huh. I actually felt really freed, and it's where I found my voice. Okay. So it didn't feel like the sorority scene for me, but I'm interested to know. Oh, just your like experience. just like basically that. I think uh, New York artists like to think of ourselves as above a lot of the <laughs> cultural insensitivities of the world. Uh, mm-hmm. When, for the most part, this community is just as complicit. I'll say it. I'll say it, everyone. Yeah. No, I think that's very true. <laughs> but talk to me about like how the this freeing experience, this feeling. Yeah. So. Ooh, um, I think I just started honoring the things that I wanted to say, you know, like the opinions I had, I didn't hold them in, Mm -hmm. um, all these emotions started flowing out of me, these experiences that I had suppressed or memories I had suppressed Mm -hmm. started flowing out, whether they were racial things, you know, things 
doing with race and ethnicity or just like trauma from college and mm-hmm. like that world. But so there was like a therapeutic aspect. Oh too. my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Terry saw me in ways that I like I didn't know someone could see me. Yeah, and that's so, I know who Terry is, but people listening might oh, not. Yeah. So let's uh, intro who Terry. Terry, is. <laughs> Terry Knickerbocker is an acting teacher. Uh, in Brooklyn, a Meisner acting teacher. He teaches at NYU. A couple years ago, he started his own studio because he had his own vision. And so he's an amazing, amazing teacher. Got it. And that's where you go for your conservatory. Yeah, yeah. I graduated last year, so I'll probably take a master class in the future, but... Uh, Hair flip? (laughs) Hair flip, (laughs) yeah, you know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that cool. (laughs) But... um, so do you feel you're, and it's totally cool if the answer is no, and interesting if the answer is no, do you feel your cultural background and specifically your cultural mix coming into your artistic work at all? Or is it sort of like background? <sighs> well, I don't want it to be background. You know, I think I'm trying to find opportunities right now where I can let my culture shine. And that's why I'm super excited about this short film that I just booked where I get to play Colombian immigrant. Hey. Hell yeah. I can yay that one. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I don't know. I don't know. That's okay. What, so what are you, um, in your, in your like wildest fantasy, let's say it's like 10 years from now, what kind of stuff are you making? What kind of stuff are you working on? Oh my God. I definitely, well, I definitely want to work on, Shows where, or, or films, or both, or everything, or write my own. Oh my god! I, I'm like one of. The, I'm that person that wants to do everything and be everything. But totally. um, I definitely want to work on shows where I talk about my culture. Mm-hmm. You know, where we share experiences of the brown woman. You know, growing up here and like all the issues that surround it. So I definitely, I definitely want to share those stories, like empower women and and do that kind of thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. I want the <laughs> listeners to know that, like, Lucia's face lit up while she described these things. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, is, uh, and those are things I'm assuming you feel like are missing in the oh my God. community. Totally, yeah. totally, totally, totally. Absolutely. I think the experience, the Latin American experience, every, every minority experience, there's never enough, you know? Yeah. I grew up... I just remember every little girl, every person's sh- favorite show from childhood is Friends. And I've never related to that, Dude, man. I hate Friends. It fucking pisses me off. I hate Friends. <laughs> I it's love that you... Fine. It, yeah, like, it's okay, fine. Yeah, okay, cool, it's funny, I guess. I don't guess. care. I will, I do love Cheers, though, Cheers. which is yeah, a little... I watched it. I grew up watching The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. You know, Stone it was Cold like, Classic. Yeah, but it was just like... I remember my mom never liked Friends either. She was like, everyone on that show is white. And so I grew up being like, yeah, fuck that. Everyone on that show is white. Where are we? Good you for know? your mom. I know. I'm really happy I had that that strong female figure that, yeah. you know, faced a lot of adversity herself, but was very, I like, hope one day you get to play a TV doctor so your parents can have it both Have ways. their dreams. <laughs> I know, right? That is too funny. That'd be cool, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I such a, like... Write a doctor show. It'd be great. Oh, God, no. <laughs> but I, I would have I would have a lot of knowledge coming in. Yeah, you know, yeah, family. yeah. You, or you could do, like, a Master of None and have them be on it. Yeah. Oh, I know. I thought it was so cool that Aziz did that with, mm-hmm. his, with, his, with his parents. Yeah. So what kind of, uh, so you're working on a play right now, right? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, So it's a play that takes place at a bar, and there's scenes from different 
plays that all take place at a bar, and so the producers have kind of put together... It's some real this, Brooklyn shit, everybody. Yeah, it's super in a Brooklyn. Great it's way. a fucking Williamsburg. In a great okay. way. In a great way. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited. It's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so I actually am telling a story of a girl and a guy, a classic one-night stand story that they uh, reunited randomly in Ireland. Oh. Super random. Wow. So that's what it's about. So it's like about all the things that they never said to each other and and kind of set story. I love that. Yeah, and I'm cast with um, a person of color, which is amazing. I, I love that it's him and I. It's like, uh-huh. you know, he's, uh, I think he's Haitian. So it's, it's just cool that we are both minorities. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. So are you, how, do you have family members in uh, Colombia and in Guyana? Um, I have all of my aunts and uncles are here. Uh-huh. Uh, my mom has aunts and uncles in Colombia, and my dad similar, similar story. Um, but it's like distant family, yeah. you know. None, none of all my cousins and, and whatnot are here. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. how? Do you feel connection to those countries, or do you feel? Sort I do. Of? I I really do. I I um, I do feel a connection, especially because, you know. The food. I'm very connected to the food. Yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's 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 a it's culture. Totally. I yeah. can't walk into my grandma's house and not eat. That's you know, right. and that's correct. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like every immigrant kid knows that, uh-huh. um, or not even immigrant, just you know. I I think it's more common for immigrants. That was like a thing. I yeah. remember. Um, well, my best friend from home is Brazilian, and his family is even more hardcore than mine about, like, you come into the house, you eat food. Food, yeah. And I remember going there <laughs> with uh, other of our friends who were just, like, white American kids, and they would be weirded out by how aggressive, like, his parents would just really? be like, no, you need you, to eat you more. You have to eat. It's, it's, and you, you eat one plate, and it's like, wait, do you want more? Yeah. You want more. You can't. You can't <laughs> I, I would tell my friends, too, I'm like, listen, just come hungry, because yeah. you're going to have to eat something. It's like an insult <laughs> if you don't eat their food. It's just, like, a strange like wait you're not gonna eat what yeah. are you sick yeah yeah, but, yeah but no I do I do feel really connected I got to go to Guyana in 2013 I think it was um, for the first time ever and I went with my grandparents which was a spiritual amazing experience I got to see the farm that my grandpa worked on whoa growing up you That's know happening. I got to go to my uh, grandmother's mother's grave and we honestly couldn't see it because there was grass everywhere. It's not really, the land wasn't really taken care of. But mm-hmm. to be with your grandparents in their home country is like, it's amazing. Because I, I was like, wow, this is where I'm from. Yeah. You know, I, I'd always been connected, like I said, through food and, and through, you know, just my family and right. like the traditions, I guess. But to see where, to see the country where you're from, it just, it just clarifies things more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I, I don't feel fully Guyanese. I don't feel fully Colombian. I just feel like this hodgepodge of stuff. Do you feel fully American? No. Mm. I mean... It's weird, right? It's a weird time. Yeah. It's a weird fucking time. Mm. So I, I don't feel fully anything. I feel fully human and sad. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we took it there, we everyone. Took it there? No, I we took it there. No, I think it's completely fair, especially with the way Latinx people are treated in the country today. Totally. Uh, it feels like such a heavy time. It, it, it is a heavy time. I never feel like I'm doing enough, mm-hmm. you know. <sighs> uh, let's lighten it <laughs> Sorry, guys. And girls. And uh, everyone. I'm just let me think. So... 
Uh, can you think of any, uh, do you have any, like, fun, because I love middle school years. Middle school. Stories, like, uh, Middle school booty dancing. That's when I first started booty dancing. In middle school? Hell yeah. Oh, good for you. <laughs> oh, my God. South American that girls. Is, <laughs> <laughs> that's awful. Uh, that is awful. That is so oh funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, what, 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 is this, like, at school dances? Yeah. I, this kid, John, had a house party, which was, like, obviously no alcohol. His parents were there. But I should, yeah, I just wow. remember. You know, even though, even though Texas was very Texas, mm-hmm. and like I've never been. Uh, I and I'm like a lifelong New Yorker, so I feel like I have a very stereotypical typical view, view of, of it. Texas. I had a great time in middle school. I loved middle school. Wow, you good know? for you. I when we not. first moved there, I hated it. Yeah. Every, every the icebreaker question was, "So, what church do y'all go to?" <laughs> and we were like, "Oh yeah, was your family religious at all?" No, hey, not at all. Kudos, not to you at guys. all, man. Kudos to you. Um, yeah, I did go to like a Catholic church when I would go to church every once in a blue moon. Yeah. But I would be so bored. I had, I'd have no idea what they were talking about. I'd be bored. And my dad's family was actually of uh, Hindu, uh-huh. but. Hindu traditionally, but they don't practice it really. Got it. You know, but I guess we would have like certain traditions that we would do kind of. Like what? Like uh, for like weddings, there would be something called a hawan. And, and it's so funny because Guyanese people pronounce things very differently than Indian people. Okay. Because the ethnicity, uh, oh, so, so Guyana is like the Indian, it's a, it's a land full of like indentured servants from India mm-hmm. pretty much. Africa and, and whatnot. Um, so a lot of like the cultural customs from India have been embedded into the culture of Guyana. Sure. So things have kind of like transformed. You know, like my last name is Saw, for instance. Yeah. But I think one day was pro- like back in the day was probably Shaw, and it probably got like changed when they sure. came over. Yeah, that's how it happens. But um. God, I kind of lost my train of thought. Uh, we were talking about um, <laughs> uh, there was a. Uh, I'm. I don't. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the name, but there's a tradition during weddings. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, I think it's kind of like a blessing ceremony. Honestly, I don't even know what the origin of it Mm -hmm. is, but I just remember, like, you know, you'd have a priest. Shit, you can't call it a priest. It's just like a... I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know either. (laughs) Shame on me! No, I don't think it's... uh, It's no reason to feel shame. I think it actually speaks to a thing that I'm finding is pretty common with mixed people is, like, we have our unique, like, family traditions that are mixes of all these things. Uh, So for us, for, like, the children of, like, immigrant parents, it's like, oh, I just know this is what my family does. Yes. But it's not necessarily a pure expression of Colombia or Guyana or America. It's this weird uh, pot that... Melting pot that my family for sure, makes. for sure, yeah. So it's just, I think it's like, like a blessing ceremony or something, and mm-hmm. and they'd have like rice and food, and there would be a, like the guy speaking. Ooh, I bet you Hindi. grew up with the best rice. Oh my god! <laughs> I bet you grew up with better rice. Roti, than I rice. I've grown up with all kinds of food, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh god, so yeah. good. I can never. I've tried to be a vegetarian. I've tried to be. You I know, did that for like six months. Couldn't. <laughs> same. I did it for almost a year. It just doesn't compute. It, it can't work. It yeah. just can't work in my culture. I mean, I guess it can, but like, I don't really want it to because it's so good. <laughs> so that's one thing that I do. Hey, white people have uh, <laughs> have privilege in almost every arena of life, but when it comes Except to food, for food I legitimately, when I talk to my like my white friends from this country, like. And they talk about the food they grew up with. I'm like, oh, I feel sorry for you. I know. Like, I just ate, like, white bread and, and like, 
steaks and shit. Mashed potatoes. And I'm just like, oh, you never had chimichurri growing <laughs> up? Like, sorry. I heard you talk about papala and caina in one of oh, your shows. Yeah, That's you, perfect. I've had it before. Oh, my God. So good. My mom makes the best really? papala Oh, so oh. good. Yeah, I got restaurant uh, <laughs> uh, recommendations and everything. Oh. Uh, highly to all of the my white friends who who <laughs> listen to this. I hope some of you listen to this. Uh, yeah, man. Go go to a Peruvian restaurant. Order papa la huancaina. You won't be sorry. So good. Yeah. So good. Where did your parents cook? Um. Yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> I mean, they were do- they were doctors. Yeah. Is why I asked. So, uh, yeah. They're exactly. Busy. That's why I'm like, wait. So they know how to cook. They cook very well. But I grew up with a lot of nannies who mm-hmm. would cook. Um, but also, my grandparents now they live where my parents live, so they they kind of cook for us. Mm-hmm. So I've grown up with my grandparents' food predominantly growing yeah. up. You know. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something I'm like, I need to learn how to make these things. I have a ton of videos of my, my Guyanese grandmother cooking roti and mm-hmm. like making foods. So I like, asked my mom to teach me how to make her empanadas because I'm oh, not yeah. a, I'm not a great cook, but like I want to be in touch with my culture. Totally. I, I feel like that's the one thing that I hold on to of, of my culture that makes me feel so connected to it is the food. So yeah. I'm like, I, I need to learn how to make it. I need to preserve this so I could pass it on to future generations if I ever have kids, yeah. you know? Yeah. But I have a language, so that I feel really lucky to know the language. Yeah, so me too. Even with yeah. the uh, gaps in my knowledge, I feel same, super lucky. Same, same, same. <laughs> All the random words I forget. Yeah. One thing I sometimes get, uh, I don't remember if I talked about this with my sister or not, but one time, one thing I sometimes get sad about is, like, the ways I do engage with my Peruvian culture are all through... Uh, for the most part, like, older generations, like, older family members. Uh-huh. I do have lots of cousins who live there, but, like, they live there, and it's hard to keep in touch consistently. Totally. Uh, and then when I'm there, it's to visit family, which means I'm usually, like, with abuela or with my mm-hmm. aunts and uncles Oh, so you have family stuff. in Peru. Lots of, my mom's one of six. So oh, I have same. lots of family there. One of six. Wow. Look at that. Huge. I have, like, 80 to 100 family members. Ca- Catholic? Uh, they don't practice it. But Catholic. Catholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. South American Catholic. They're Catholic, yeah, yeah. but they're we not. We know how it is. Yeah. Uh, but, like, one thing I sometimes, like, lament to myself is, like, oh, I wish I had, like, people my age yeah. from Peru that I could, like, learn what it's like to be my age there. Because I feel totally. like my experience of there is all, like, 60-year-olds. Totally, totally. Yeah, when I went to Colombia recently, my parents, we hung out at my parents' friend's house the whole time, and we just, like, I just sat on the couch, you know? Yeah. Obviously, we traveled and stuff, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I, I don't really know that experience, and I would love to. Mm. I would love to travel alone. I don't know if I have the, cur- the courage to. I think I'd be a little nervous as, like, a five-foot-tall yeah. brown girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But one day, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Washington Heights is good practice. <laughs> The people that here so are crazy. Funny. The people here are crazy. In, a, so in a good way. <laughs> uh, okay. So where where we've already we've gone through pretty much the whole chronology. So we're uh, hmm, trying to think of where to go to that, go next. How about oh how about dating? Have you dated white people? Uh yeah, I've dated. <laughs> I've dated. Latinos, I've dated Filipino era, like not era, Filipino Persians. I've dated, I've dated a white guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the tone, the tone, because uh, this is something I've talked about with other people on the show. You know, you know uh, like coming from a, a mixed background, it, sometimes the dating world can be weird. Because I sometimes feel this obligation of like, oh, I need to date Latin people. I need to like make sure that I know I'm what you mean. Engaging that way, totally. Um, so I'm always curious to hear how other people navigate that. Yeah. So I've never really had a type. You know, I've just like 
cool is my type. Um, <laughs> although, although <laughs> that's so cheesy. Number one, number two, not everyone I've dated has been cool by any means. But um, I'm gonna make the subtitle to this episode: "Cool is my type." <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, but um, yeah, I actually, he actually came to me with Columbia. One of the white guys I dated came to me with Columbia. Came to. Came with, came with you. me yeah. to Columbia. Oh God, what was that like? It was the first time he had ever experienced feeling like an outsider. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> welcome to our world, oh, my friend. Just the way you said that was so great. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I remember talking to him about white privilege, mm-hmm. and he just got really emotional about it. He wasn't like in denial of it, but this I think is while you're living in New York, or and this is when we were in Columbia, uh, and because we would go, f- you know, we would no, tour. I mean the period of your like, so you're dating this person oh, when, oh. when you're living. Oh in, yeah, when I'm living in New York, this was like last year. Got it. <laughs> and and. Um, yeah. That's a crazy sentence to hear from a white person. This is the first time I've ever felt like an, an outsider. Yeah, because he would be... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Good. Yeah. You know? And get over it. Yeah. Because but this is how people feel every day. I found sometimes with... I mean, I've dated a lot of white people. Uh, I mean, I'm half white. Um, I found a lot of the time uh, you have, you're forced to sort of become an educator. Totally. And you have to, like, spend time yes. and like emotional energy it's a lot of emotional energy and sort sometimes of you like just... giving this person leeway when they may be sane and sensitive thing exactly like, yeah. and sometimes you just don't want to educate you yeah. just don't want to have to educate yeah it's like educate yourself yeah you know shit i wish everyone could do that yeah i've just i've <laughs> and i need to one... do a better job of that myself in yeah no me too I, i'm very ignorant in, in certain ways and i'm the first to say that and admit that you yeah. know um, I have so much to learn. Uh, but we're talking about dating. You remind me of this. I used to work for this company. This is before I was an actor. Or, like, when I was dipping my toes into acting and, like, my dating life was kind of, like, a topic of conversation. Sure. And, um, and I didn't really care because we felt like a close family. I was the... Everyone was white. I was the only person of color. I remember being at this company Christmas dinner. And they would always be like, ooh, what about this guy? What about this guy? And was I, this the fashion No, no, thing? no. It was a startup. Oh, got it. Was it, got a startup. It, got it, got it. I don't want to name names. <laughs> I don't think they'll listen. But Everyone's going to hear this, Lucy. It's going to be on national radio. <laughs> Yo, it should be. That's oh, well, so funny. I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> um, but they were like, whoa. Um, it was someone they knew. And they are like, ooh, this guy, this guy would be, you think this guy's cute? Yeah, and I would yeah. be like, yeah, he's cute. And then another, someone on the team was like, yeah, but you're too ethnic for him. He doesn't really like ethnic girls. This was when I was, like, 24. Mm. If someone said that to me today, I would, like, go off. Yeah. I would just be like, how... I still you? get people, like, when I insist, because I've only recently started insisting on letting people know that I'm Peruvian, mm. I still, to this yeah. day, sometimes have people be like, oh, I didn't know you were ethnic. I'm like, that's not a thing you can say to people. It's just so weird. And I, I just felt... I was felt... I was in shock when that was said to me, because it was... First of all, it was like a, a dinner for of like multiple 12, reasons. For the yes. insensitivity of the term ethnic, but also to couch it in the way of he's not into ethnic, ethnic girls. Yeah, like why is why is he the one that we're prioritizing here when you're right. talking? Right, and you like I, mean? I can't believe you think that's something that's okay to say. Yeah, you know. Well, that's probably coming from a person who's never felt like an outsider before. Exactly. I mean, this guy is like, is yeah, yeah, very conservative. Yeah, you know and that whole world that was really something that was hard to deal with for me because that, that's actually when Trump was running you know mm. when I worked there or like when he was 
promoting himself and campaigning and all that shit. Yeah. We'd have, like, these intense company. Good times, right? Oh, yeah. How fun. <laughs> God, talk about depression, man. Yeah. That was a wild time, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, being, being the only minority woman in a small team where everyone is white and you're fighting to, like, stand up for yourself, but where it's primary, primarily conservative, even here in New York, you know? Absolutely. So it was just, that was, that was a wild time. Did you ever feel, um, like, the flip side? Uh, did you ever feel, like, sort of tokenized, or they'd be like, we need, a, we need some uh, multicultural perspective. Let's go ask <laughs> Lucia. You know what I that mean? That is so funny. You know, I, uh, I don't remember if, like, I was ever asked mm. something like that. I mean, I even feel that I'm white. I, For all intents and purposes, I'm white. Uh, <laughs> and I still uh, get that. For even people in, like, comedy circles, they'll be like, and it's usually well-intentioned. Yeah. It's like, uh, oh, we need, like, another perspective on this. Yeah. Oh, and then God. they just look at me, and I'm like, what, do you, on, wh- what do you want? What yeah. do you want? Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> but I definitely remember fighting for, like... Because I was in charge of a lot of, like, the creative on the website and stuff and being like, we are partying, making this diverse. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'd am i never be okay with, like, working... Well, first of all, I'm never going back to the corporate world. Yeah. But, like, you know, working for someone or, or, or doing a project where it's not diverse or where I can't, like, express that voice or, or fight for that mm-hmm. inclusion, you know? Yeah. Great times, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. Uh, So are you... uh, So... God. (laughs) I keep on wanting to go back to childhood. Go back to childhood. We can. Okay, cool. So what... Because I just... I have so many memories of... And I grew up in, like, rich suburban New York, so I have a lot of memories of just, like shitty kids but I'm uh, I'm curious about yeah. like shitty Texas kids shitty Texas kids you know I remember more shitty Yonkers kids shitty Texas kids well, hmm. tell me about shitty Yonkers kids too well shitty kids shitty kids <laughs> 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 well I just remember okay so I remember being on this was in um, this was in this was in fifth grade so I was here in Yonkers mm-hmm. and I remember being on like a three way call with my quote-unquote best friend and this boy and I feel like honestly I think the memory was so traumatic for me that I've kind of like suppressed it and kind of like it's a blurry memory but I just remember I I don't think they knew I was on the phone or something it was one of those I don't no like the memory is so blurry to me but all I remember is them making fun of me and like my fuzzy upper lip oh fifth grade fifth grade and giving me like a body hair complex but I just remember being so devastated about that and and, you know just adding to the body shame yeah and all that stuff. In and the I'm, end, that kind of stuff is really sad because, like, they so were sad. taught to think that way. They were t- exactly. I always, when I when I look at children and hateful children, I don't hate them. I'm I mean, not, I like, teach children for one of my survival jobs, and I see that kind of. I try to call really. That stuff what do out. you do? I teach theater to kids. Amazing. I need to talk to you about talk to you about that. Yeah, Another sure. conversation. Yeah. That's so interesting to me. I would love to do something like that. But yeah, I'm like, I feel bad for these children because they're fucking parents are the ones who've taught them. And, and they learned it from somewhere. Yeah. And, and I know it's all fear and all this stuff, but it's it's just, it's sad. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, and so... And then those kids grow up to work at startups, and then, <laughs> they, start, <laughs> then yeah. they start calling people ethnic. Too ethnic! <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's, yeah. that's exactly what it is. What else? I, um... Yeah, I don't... That felt like a form of bullying, for sure. But I don't know if I was ever truly bullied the way other children have been bullied. Unless I just can't 
think of the memory right sure. now, you yeah, know? Yeah. But, you know, when I moved to Texas, I, I tried to find the friends that looked like me, mm. you know? And I did. I, I found the girl that was... Well, she didn't look like me, but she was also brown. She was half black and half Japanese, you know? And that was the girl I kind of, like, stuck around with. But no, yeah, well, I, even if someone doesn't look exactly like you or have even the close to the same mix as you, yeah. like, there's a reason the only person I keep in touch with from high school is, like, the other South American exactly. kid. Exactly. Like, you try your absolute totally. best to find something you identify totally, with. Totally, totally. My, my two best friends from high school who are like sisters to me are like Filipino and one is Indian and yeah. I love them shout out to you guys because I know they'll, they're gonna listen <laughs> <laughs> name names shout them out Jenna and Crystal I love you ladies Hi, Jenna and Crystal <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> that is too funny but yeah I'm that's great to... that you guys still keep in touch yeah they're like the only two people in high school that I talk to mm. they, they're sisters you know I'll yeah. talk to them forever mm-hmm. but yeah I know I have other... Have you ever gone to, like, the Ukraine? Like, any of these places? No, I'm dying to go. I would love to go. Because even though I'm not Russian at all... Yeah, but you have this, like, period of your family's life. Yeah, so I feel when I I hear Russian being spoken or when I meet Russians, I feel connected to them. You have... I I mean, this is a compliment. You have one of the weirdest uh, backgrounds. It's so cool. It's, you know, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I'm different. Now I'm like, yay, I'm I'm different. different. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that's great. I think that just comes with getting older totally, and especially totally. if you're especially as a performing artist you start to yeah. get a little bit older and you get a little bit more comfortable and in touch with yourself oh my god absolutely yeah. I'm so have you much found that like bad. even in the last couple years that changing a little bit a hundred percent I think even two three years ago I you know I was someone who didn't always express my opinions or was afraid to stand up for myself or stand up for other people you know mm. and now I'm, I'm the first well not necessarily first you know I can't yeah. give myself that much credit but I definitely, I definitely use my voice a lot more and stand up for things I, I know are right, are right or yeah. I know are wrong. You know, I'm Can not... you think of when that turning point starts to happen? Hmm. Like, wh- at what point? At what point is that? And obviously, like this, none of these things don't hinge on one event like they yeah, do in sure. movies. But like, it's sure, usually sure, a gradual sure. thing. A gradual thing. I, th- I think within the last two years. Mm-hmm. Within the last two years, after I. So I really honestly attribute so much of it to my growth at the conservatory training as an actor Mm -hmm. because the first year was all focused about, like, our own shit and breaking down our own walls. So I think once I started kind of expressing myself in ways I'd never expressed myself Mm -hmm. before, whether it was expressing my genuine anger or my grief or, or my sensuality, exploring that, I think when when all the stuff that I was holding in mm. started un- unleashing itself through movement or through art in, in those ways, that's when my voice started flourishing. And you know what's interesting? Um, I go to therapy every week, and I'm a huge proponent of therapy. Of course. Like, Me too. Yeah, man. Shout out Sharon. <laughs> Shout out Tammy. <laughs> Sharon might listen to this. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to send this to Tammy. Sharon's always very nice about the show. Sharon, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) So much love for my therapist. But um, uh, I I get a lot of jaw tension and Mm -hmm. a lot of throat tension. And Mm -hmm. I think all those years of, like, silencing my opinions or just not knowing what, you know. Mm. Like Like censoring yourself. Yes, censoring myself. I think feel like it's so connected to my throat. So every time something emotional is happening, everything just tightens up, you know. Mm. And And I think it's probably very common for a lot of people, but... I just, I just find it fascinating. Probably more so for women, especially more yeah. for women of color than anybody yeah, else. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. It's very interesting. It, it's, uh, no, 
I've never spoken about these things in my life. You know, I mean, I have in tidbits, but to be given a voice in this platform is like, wow, you never realize all the things that have happened to you and yeah. all the things you've experienced. And it's pretty cool. It's Go to therapy, awesome. you guys. Seriously. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how I lived my life without therapy. Yeah. <laughs> so we're coming. We're winding down now. Sure. So is there anything we haven't touched on that you want to touch on? Man. Anything that you were practicing on the train on the way? <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to lie. I, did, I was like, okay, I know this is going to flow like a conversation, but I really want to talk about X, Y, and Z, and this and that. But I feel like, okay, I covered the, I wanted, I really wanted to talk about, like, the skin color thing, uh-huh. and we talked about that. I really wanted to talk about... I always love to put people on the spot with this question <laughs> right at the end. I really wanted to talk about <laughs> moving to Texas, and, like, how it was just, like, what church y'all go to, and, like, yeah. just being, like, uh... I don't know, man. I think we covered... Beautiful. I feel good about it. All right. Plug the play. Plug the play. What's it happening? Oh, it's the 27th, the 28th, and the 29th of August at the Exley um, at 5 p.m. Tickets are on brownpapertickets.com. I wish I knew the link, but it's called... That's cool. I'll put the link in the description to this episode. Right on. We we got it. All right. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for doing this. Dude, thank you so much. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's like four people to do it. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Tudo que você vai querer, de boa Só quero que a vida seja tranquila Comida essa vida por uma mulher bonita Não vacila, não pisa na bola And that's it for this episode of La Mescla. Thank you so much uh, to all of you for listening. Thank you so much to Lucia for coming in. Thank you to Mateo Sounds for the music and to Esther Burke for the visual art. Uh, I'm excited to keep bringing these to you guys. Uh, I'm going to be churning them out hopefully quicker than usual. Um, But if you feel like Venmoing me to help the... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to help the show uh, exist a little more smoothly. My Venmo is at Adrian Burke, and I'm putting this all the way at the end of the episode because it makes me super uncomfortable. Uh, all right, I hope you have <laughs> I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye.